Welcome to Understanding the Bible with Pastor Stephen. This is episode 32, The Inspired Word of God. First thing we need to get into is the fact that the Bible is inerrant. That literally means it is incapable of being wrong. Logically, if you say you are a believer and you believe that the Bible is God's word, every single word of the Bible must be true. Now, I'm talking about the original language, not every translation out there, because translators do make mistakes or deliberately mistranslate things, as you'll see with some of the, you know, like the LGBTQ Bible and stuff like that. So the Old Testament was written in Hebrew, and there's a few Aramaic words, and then the New Testament was written in Koine Greek, not your your normal uh, Greek of the courts and the, the legalese, but it was Koine Greek, which was like the port town common man Greek. So it's similar to the difference between uh, formal Spanish taught in Spain and Spanish in Tijuana, Mexico. Okay. Huge difference. So Koine Greek is not spoken anymore. And I was challenged a few years back to, by one of my atheist friends that, uh, I couldn't tell her what the Bible said if I didn't know what the Bible actually said in the original written word. So when I was in seminary, I made a point of taking Koine Greek and learning how to read and write it. And in fact, translated the book of first John, which is really like a chapter. But the point is, I actually studied Koine Greek to be able to understand the words of Jesus Christ. All right. And the point, the reason for that is that every single word was inspired by God, by the Holy Spirit. So what you have to understand is that if you think that a simple word is not accurate or should not be used, and we're talking about the original words that were written by the apostles or by the prophets of the Old Testament, if you think that one of those words is not accurate, did not fully explain the intent that God intended or was lost in translation or is allowed to be ignored because it doesn't quite fit with, you know, what you believe is the right theology or a verse or a chapter or a certain book is suspect. If you hold that view that even one word might not mean what it says, then the whole Bible is suspect. So think of it this way. If a doctor, a scientist, a teacher, uh, a Christian somewhere is able to give a reason that something in the Bible, even just one simple word, is allowed to be ignored, that it's not from God, it doesn't mean what it means, then I guarantee you that I can find someone else in the world who can say the same about another word in the Bible and a verse here and a chapter there. And before you know it, I have found somebody in the world of reputation who can disprove every single word in the Bible. I mean, there's only like a million words in the Bible and I, I don't know, you'd have to Google that, but there's a, almost 9 billion people on the planet. I guarantee you, I can find somebody who can disprove every single word in the Bible. So what you have to understand is if humans can decide which words are not to be trusted as from God, then who's to decide which humans get to decide? Are you the arbiter of truth? Are you the one that gets to decide that that verse can be ignored? Are you the greatest of humans who can determine which words are from God and which are not? Well, if you can, 
you're a flawed human. Well, then so can I. So can Joe Schmo. So can Jane Doe over there or anyone else for that matter. If you believe that it is possible for someone smarter than you to come along and show you that part of the Bible is not without error, a verse or even a word, then you can't know which parts to trust. Do you just trust all of it until you meet this learned scholar who's able to tell you that you've been believing a lie? Are are you willing to believe a lie in the Bible until you find out that it's a lie? How many lies about God are you going to be willing to believe until someone shows you that, oh, that was a lie. You can't really believe that verse in the Bible, right? And that's what I'm getting at is if you think that you can pick and choose or that someone out there can prove that part of the Bible is not accurate or is not quite uh, literal, doesn't really mean what it says it means because, you know, it was lost in translation or, or the author didn't really know how to interpret what God was trying to tell him to say. If you think that it's open to interpretation and that some parts may or may not be uh, consistent or, or there, there may actually be inaccuracies in the Bible, or if you believe that there may actually be uh, contradictions in the Bible where the Bible says one thing and then it says something the opposite and somehow God messed up, one of those things is not true. Then how many lies are you willing to believe? How many things wrong are you going to believe about your God? What if you're wrong about how to get to heaven? What if that part, your belief about heaven, is not from God? You do not get to be the arbiter of truth. You do not get to decide which parts of the Bible that you believe are from God. Because that makes you greater than God. If you choose to go down that road that the Bible is not completely 100% without error, then logically you must admit that you can't trust any single part of the Bible because you don't know if it will be proven wrong at some point in the future by another human. If you can't trust any part of the Bible, then why do you believe it? What you're saying is, is you have faith in what people tell you, not the Bible. What you're saying is you don't really believe the Bible's from God. So you're having a faith in what your pastor or a mentor has told you about the Bible because you have a need to believe in something, anything. You don't actually have a faith in God. You have a faith in what people teach you. What you have to understand when we talk about the Bible, and this goes with every podcast that I have done, is that you must believe the whole Bible is true or you don't believe God has the power to make that happen. See, according to God, all of the Bible is true. 2 Timothy 3, 15 through 17 says, And that from a child... Thou hast known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Now, even Jesus himself said this in Matthew 15, starting in verse 3, he said, But he answered and said unto them, Why do ye also transgress the commandment of God by your tradition? For God commanded, saying, Honor thy father and mother, and he that curseth father or mother, let him die the death. But you say, Whosoever shall say to his father or his mother, It is a gift, by whatsoever thou mightest be profited by me, and honor not his father or his mother, he shall be free. Thus have you made the commandment of God of none effect by your tradition. You hypocrites! Well did Isaiah prophesy of you, saying, 
These people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth, and honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. And then verse 17, Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law till all be fulfilled. Now there's a lot here, but basically he, Jesus Christ himself, just admitted that Isaiah was prophesying from God. All the law and the prophets, the entire Old Testament, Jesus Christ was saying is from God, the commandment of God. Okay, and it's more important than your traditions or what you choose to believe or act on. So if you believe in Jesus, here, at least so far, you have to at least believe the entire Old Testament. What he said at the end there was, Till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle shall no wise pass from the law. So again, he's talking about the Old Testament, the books of the law. A jot was a the Hebrew, the smallest Hebrew letter, kind of like our letter I with the little dot over the top of it, right? The tittle is similar to the the cross on a T. Like when you do a T and you do the pin stroke down and then you do the horizontal line across. At the very end of the T, some people will jerk your pin a little bit and make a little flare at the end of that line. That little flare in Hebrew is called a tittle. So what Jesus was saying is not merely every verse is from God, a commandment from God, not merely every word, not merely every single letter of each word is from God, but every single tittle little tiny stroke of the pen at the end of one of the letters is from god god is all powerful if he can't make sure that his word is preserved so that we can understand him then he's not really god so you choose to either defy jesus christ and say well no the bible's not completely true there's some inaccuracies in it or you choose to believe every single part of the Bible. That's all it comes down to. John 14, 26 says, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. And then in chapter 15, it says, But when the Comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, which proceedeth from the Father, he shall testify of me, and ye also shall bear witness because you have been with me from the beginning. So he's telling his 12 disciples, his apostles, number one, you're going to get words from the Holy Ghost and from me. You must teach things to these people. And you must testify of the things that I have said and the spirit of truth from the Father. So Jesus Christ was prophesying of the future that the written testimony of these disciples via the letters, the epistles of the New Testament would be from God. So Jesus affirms his apostles and their writings, their testimony, the things that they said. Okay, so now we know the New Testament in the verified books written by the apostles is from God. Proverbs 30, verse 5 and 6. Every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. Add thou not unto his words, lest he reprove thee, and thou be found a liar. 
The point of all of this is when we talk about any controversial subject, if you add words to the Bible, you're a liar. So I have to be very careful when I talk about these things. And you will hear me say often, this is what I believe. This is how I think this will play out when we're talking about some of these prophecies. Because the Bible doesn't say that there's going to be, say, a nuclear explosion in the seven-year tribulation, right? But I've mentioned that I think maybe one of the judgments is a nuclear explosion because of the effects and the burning heat and things like that that are mentioned in the Bible. There's a big difference for me saying, I think or I believe this might be what will happen, as opposed to if I were to teach you the Bible says there's going to be nuclear explosions because then I would be adding to God's word and setting myself up to be the authority or equal with God and giving you extra words that are not in the Bible. I hope that makes sense. So be careful that you don't do this when you talk about your theology and the things that you choose to believe. Now, this applies to all areas of theology anytime you get into the Bible. Let me give you one brief example of what it means to add things to the Bible versus take things away from the Bible, all right? And, and this goes to the every jot and tittle is from God, okay? Look at uh, Genesis 1, verse 1 through 5. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. Period. If I were to add to this, and this would be heresy, this is you do not want to add to the scriptures, right? I might say, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And what it doesn't say there is that the angels actually helped him. And God had already created the angels and these angels went around making things for him. Now, did Genesis 1 say that? No, it doesn't say that anywhere in the Bible. So I have added to scripture and I've created a theology that angels took part in creation and that God didn't do it himself. And on a certain level, that's saying the angels are just as powerful as God is. So is God really God? By me adding to that scripture, I have fundamentally changed someone's view of God. That's a sin. That is wrong. Okay? Because I, I deliberately put something in there that's not in the Bible. Now, if I were to take something away from it, all right, it says in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God called the light day and the darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. And if I tell you, well, it didn't mean a literal evening and morning. So we're just going to stretch that out and we're going to make it a million years. And we're going to say that evolution is true. Okay. We're going to say it didn't really mean that. And when it said God created everything, what it really meant was, and we're going to add something else here, we're going to say that meant that he created the process of the physical universe so that things could evolve over millions of years. Well, now I've taken away and added in the same theology about evolution, 
and I've completely disrupted what the Bible says and put my interpretation and my theology into the Bible. And I think it is very clear that God is going to curse the person that does that. You, you have to be cautious. You do not add to the Bible or take away from the Bible because when you do, that is a sin. So keep that in mind as you are studying scripture. Make sure to point out in your own mind what the Bible actually says and the things that you choose to believe about how it might have happened. Because your beliefs are not necessarily fact. And you have to understand that God meant what he said. And he said it that way for a very specific purpose. And until next time, may God bless you all.